Are we going? Looks like it. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back. This is Two Beards and a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And it's good to be with you. Uh, again, as we mention every episode, we it's our hope that as you listen to us babble back and forth and talk about the scriptures, that you find that it is uh, edifying, that you find something that you can take and then continue your own studies and look into the scriptures, uh, for one thing, to make sure that we're telling you the truth. Yeah. Don't, don't take our word for it. Yeah, or if you disagree with us or have a comment, leave mm -hmm. it in the comment section. Right. If you're watching us on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so where are we? Where are we? We're, we're in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. 14. All right, so we'll let you go ahead and read then. I'm going to read until I stop. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. And I, I wrote this down as a note in my Bible. In the King James, it says he's a lunatic. That's what it says in the in the NASB here as well. You know, lunatics, uh, people used to think, you know, Luna, Moon, mm -hmm. that it was some kind of moon, something with the moon made people crazy. Right. Interesting. Yeah. He says he's an epileptic or a lunatic and he suffers severely. For if he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. So let's stop and just talk about that stuff. Because mm -hmm. Jesus Jesus got a pretty strong statement he says next. So mm -hmm. So they just they just came off the mountain and witnessed Jesus' transfiguration. And they come down here, and there's a big pile of people. It says there's a multitude. I guess that's a big crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this fellow comes down to him, and he's kneeling, and he asks for mercy. He doesn't, I don't, I don't know, what is yours, does yours have anything different than that? Lord, have mercy on my son. Yeah. You know, so, <clears throat> it, it, I would say, hey, can you heal my son? But he just right. said, maybe he's asking the same thing. Yeah. Have, have mercy on my heart. He says, for he's an epileptic. And that's, I mean, I guess that's an actual disease we have today. Mm -hmm. People have seizures. Right. Well, and, and, you know, a lot of these things, uh, it says here in verse 18, not to skip ahead, but uh, it says that the demon came out of him. Yeah. And the boy was cured at once, so. So maybe at this particular dispensation of time, maybe it was a demon possession that acted such as yeah. the common disease that we know today. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I think that's, so. I, I, but there's a line. I mean, someone who's epileptic today doesn't have a demon. Right. You yes. know, because those things were done away with. You know, we're in the the uh, in this present age in these last days. Yeah. Know, those things no longer. Uh, have a have a purpose at this point in time. You know, they showed the power of Christ yeah. and His ability to, to to heal and so on, and that the and that the <clears throat> that the demons listened to Him. There was yeah. no and I this that's kind of yeah. I'm getting ahead of us here. But yeah, I think the the point is is that it says an epileptic in the New King James. Mm -hmm. It says a uh, lunatic here. I think lunatic's probably actually a better translation. 
Yeah, and I can't remember as you were trying, as you were saying earlier about the having to do with the moon and the phases of the moon. Um, there, there's a backstory there that I can't remember, so I, I won't speak. Yeah, on it, me neither. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've already said all I know about. Right. It. Yeah. Um, so he's he's whatever he's got this problem, and it's obviously we find out it's a, it's a de- some kind of demon possession. And he he falls into the fire. That's no mm-hmm. good. Right. Because you could get burnt. He falls in the water. You could drown. And then he brings them to Jesus' disciples who were supposed to be able to heal, right? Mm-hmm. And they couldn't cure him. Right. So we're continuing on in verse 17. So Jesus answered and he says, and he, I want to say this, he's talking to his own disciples. Mm-hmm. He says, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer. So, I guess the first thing I noticed is, you know, he's pretty hard on his disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something, if I was one of his disciples, I would want to hear. Right. And, and But think about where they just came from. Think about what they just witnessed. Yeah. And uh, yet still, there's that, that, uh, that human, human understanding yeah. and the doubt. And, and like you mentioned, the, the story is still unfolding. The, yes. the account is still unfolding, and uh, so so yeah yeah there there's uh, something to be said though you know as we think about these these men that were with him these men that earlier we called them part of Christ's inner circle kind yeah. of but even at that point they still had their doubts yeah and yeah. Uh, and limitations and and he says it's because of their unbelief. Their, mm-hmm. their, their lack of faith. Yeah. So then he says, if you had faith, that's a mustard seed. Now, that, that cuts right to the core because a mustard mm-hmm. seed's a tiny little thing. About the smallest thing you can think of. Yeah. You know, outside of microscopic yeah. means, yeah. It's a little bitty tiny seed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had that little bit of faith, uh, you could do anything you wanted. Now, he's talking directly to the... He's not... I guess he's not really talking to us. In its context here, Right. He's talking to the apostles. Right. And we have to make that distinction. Right. Because I don't care how much faith I have, I'm not moving a mountain. Right. Because I don't have any powers from God on this earth. I've got some heavy stones in the driveway that I'm still putting, building a wall with. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I still have to pick them up. And, yes. And, and move them with levers and so on. Yeah. John, <laughs> if you had faith... You could build wall that wall by that. osmosis. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, see, that just doesn't work. But that, that's another one of those, uh, you know, a scripture that someone will, will say, you know, will use, and they'll, you know, I, I have seen those that claim to be able to heal yep. in this present age use a scripture like that to tell people that they just, they, they're not healed because they don't have enough faith. Because it was their faith, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and so that's, that's kind of where he's at now. So he's talking to the apostles. 
And he says, uh, he goes, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And I think what he's doing here, at some point Jesus is not going to be with them. Mm-hmm. And they still have, the apostles still had these powers, mm-hmm. this power of healing. We read about that, you know, through the rest of the New Testament. And he's just kind of giving them some, so, you know, you come across this again, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to take to do. Right. He was kind of, he was a, as President Obama said, it was a teaching moment. Right. There right. you go. There you go. So, uh, so okay, we'll go ahead and move on to uh, verse 22. Uh, 22 and 23, I'll read those, and then I'll let you read the next section, okay. if that's okay. Uh, last episode, I made John read everything. It's I didn't okay. read a thing, so. It says, Now though they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. So, this is like the second time Jesus has said this to them. Maybe the third time. You know, yeah, it is the third time. Right. Third time that I can recall. He's, he keeps saying this, that, G, that he's going to be killed. And, uh, you know, so that's a hard thing for your, to, to stomach from your leader, right? Right. And maybe they have a idea that it's not going to happen for some time. Yeah. You know, maybe they're, uh, they're thinking, they're obviously, you know, we know that, as we studied before, that the, they were waiting for an earthly kingdom. Yeah. So. He says the Son of Man is about to be betrayed. That sounds like, it, that, it's not far off to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And that's probably why they were, they were sorrowful about it. Yeah. And one of the twelve was going to do the betraying. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and even then, you know, I, I don't know that, uh. Don't don't know that even the one that betrayed him even really have that understanding. That, yeah, yeah. It's those things that as human beings we tend to act rashly, and yeah. we don't think things through the consequences of what we're going to do sometimes. And uh, I think that might have been the case here as well. There's one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is to keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And I was just in a meeting uh, at work with some stuff, and I. I had some contrary opinions to what was being talked about, <laughs> but I just shut up. And I was thinking, you know, when I was 30, I wouldn't <laughs> shut up. I would have I said something. I've probably told you before that in my time running and owning driving schools that uh, we had to be inspected by the state uh, of Ohio. And in some most of the time it was a state highway patrolman, but they eventually installed these retired highway patrolmen that were inspectors for the state. And I learned early on that when they came in there, the more I talked, the longer they were there, and the more questions they asked. And the more I was quiet, the quicker things went. So I learned to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> Just answer the questions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some good advice there. John, will you read uh, 26 through the end of the chapter? 26? 24. 24. Uh, so verse 24, chapter 17 of Matthew. And when they had come to Capernaum, those who collected... The two drachma tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the two drachma tax? And he said, Yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth collect customs or poll tax? 
from their sons or from strangers. And upon his saying, from strangers, Jesus said to him, Consequently, the sons are exempt. But lest we give them offense, go to the sea and throw in a hook, and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a stater. Take that and give it to them for you and me. This is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So there was, I, I did some research on this, and, uh... Good. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I mean, this was a, this was a thing that was, uh, it goes all the way back to, like, Exodus, and I didn't write down the scripture, but, uh, all male Israelites at that time had to pay a half a shekel to support the, the temple. Okay. And at this time, it's two drachmas, which was probably... The equivalent to that in this day. And uh, so all male Israelites have to pay this or, or, or are supposed to mm-hmm. pay this. So um, that's what that's what this tax is. It's not like a uh, it's not the Roman government. It says that it says those who received the temple tax, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what that was for. Just to take care of that building. Yeah. We still today have church buildings, right? You know, and, and they need, you know, funds to, to take care of those things. Yeah, so yeah. really no different, right? And then the the interesting thing with the fish. Oh, that's pull, pulling the money out of the out of the fish. Well, here's so so the next part. I think this. So he says, uh, "What do you think, Simon?" So so the the fellow that came to pay the taxes, Jesus says, "Come in the house." He comes in a house and there's Jesus, the tax collector, and Peter. And he says, what do you think, Simon? Who do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from their sons or singers? So who was Jesus? Jesus' dad, God, was the king right. of the temple, right? right? Of the Jewish nation. And Jesus is his son. Right. Did Jesus have to pay tax? Yeah, he was a stranger to them. Yeah, but in reality, right? He says so. He asked Peter. He says, "So who do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from their sons or from strangers?" Well, you're not going to tax your family members. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else that's got to pay. Right. So, by rights, Jesus didn't have to pay because mm-hmm. I think that's what he's getting at there. Right. You know. You know, he's he's God's son. He doesn't have to pay the temple tax. And to drive that point home a little bit more, you know, he's kind of showing there that by bringing that money out of the mouth of a fish at his command, that he's he's in control. Of oh, it. he's a... So, you know, the other thing is he tells Peter to go throw a hook in. Uh-huh. Now, I'm sure Peter wasn't used to fishing with a hook. Right. Because they usually hook with probably drag lines. Yeah. That's how they do or, it. or even, you know, does that mean that it doesn't mention bait? Yeah. You know, so how often do you just throw a hook into the water and catch? Yeah, not very, very often. Thing. Not very often. Yeah. Not unless you snag something on accident. Right. So Peter throws in a hook and he catches this fish. Mm-hmm. And there's money in the fish's mouth. Right. Now, how did that get there? I think this is when we talk about the providence of God. Right. This is an example of that. Right. He's in control of everything. Yes. Yeah. And Did the fish eat the money and then 
get on the hook or did he get on the hook and God put the money in his mouth? We don't know. It's God's just, end of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> right? You whittle on your own end. Right. right. We don't know. <laughs> but here's what we do know. Jesus knew that he, if he threw the hook in there, he was going to catch a fish with money in its mouth. Right. It wasn't even go fishing for the day, and you'll find eventually, a, you know, it, it was the first one. Yeah, it absolutely. The first one out, it's going to have that in there. Yeah. yeah. So, he says, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. He says, take that and give it to them for me and you. And the reason he did that, at the beginning of 27, he says, never, he says, he says, Jesus said to him, and then the sons are free. So he doesn't owe the tax. Mm -hmm. He says, nevertheless, lest we offend them, mm -hmm. we'll do this thing. Right. And this, so, so, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where to go with this, but so, so Jesus isn't obligated to do this. Right. But he does it so he doesn't offend people. Yeah. Is there a lesson for us today in that? Yeah, to, when, when we think of, uh, you know, considering others more important than ourselves. And, you know, there's, a, there's an application here, I think, for, you know, when we pay taxes today, we complain and grumble about, uh, you know, we pay our taxes and why isn't my road paved? Or, yeah. You know, every time I drive through my hometown and see how bad the roads have gotten, I'm thinking, well, what are you spending the money on? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but... Uh, you know, it is, we know that the the governing powers are there for a reason. Uh, you know, they're instituted by God. You know, in, in thinking of Israel, you know, when they clamored for a king, God told them, you don't really want this. But nonetheless, he, he instituted them for, right. for them. And thus today we have the powers that be. And they tell us to, you know, they, it's their face that's on the money, yeah. as Jesus said. So... Go ahead and give it to them, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting thing to think about, and you could you could really go down some rabbit holes, with, right, with that line of thinking, right? You know that you know about maybe doing. I always think about you know, um, uh, so as this this is airing, Christmas is coming up, mm -hmm. you know, and I I do not believe. And celebrating Christmas as a religious holiday. Right. And I don't believe you do either. Right. But. Right. But when somebody wants to talk about Jesus at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to jump down their throat about it. And say, right. you know, this was made up by the Romans. Right. Right. No. Well, you know, we're just, uh, at the time of this recording, we're just a few days removed from Halloween. And uh, uh, I don't particularly these days have any room in my life for such celebrations. I just don't. Yeah. Um, there's it's a personal conviction of mine. I just am not dressing up for Halloween anymore. I used to enjoy it quite a bit when I was a child. But, um, but it's just not something that, that I'm interested in. But the other day, it was Sunday, as uh, we were leaving for evening services, I had to dodge a bunch of trick-or-treaters, you know, but I didn't roll down the window and scream, yeah. you know, you know, what are you doing, you heathens, <laughs> you know, I, but it's, uh, again, you know, we, we do need to think of others' feelings, and, and the truth yeah. does need to be told, though, at the same time, when we, when, yeah. we, when we talk about uh, not wanting to offend, 
there comes a point to where the truth still has to be told. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm not speaking of, of Halloween. You know, I, yeah. I'm not condemning anybody for dressing up for Halloween. I don't so. dress up, but I did walk with the kids and get candy. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you know there's a there's a dentist around here in the area that will pay you by the pound for that candy? Oh, really? The kids never let me do that when, they, when they've when done that in the past. That dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to, I, I tried. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially when those uh, orthodontist bills start stacking oh, yeah, up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're no stranger to that. Neither mm-hmm. am I. <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, it's we got to be careful. You know, it's hard to uh, it's hard to bring anybody away around to your side of thinking if you're constantly offensive, I'm screaming at them. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, you gotta. We do have to respect other people. Right. And their beliefs and their opinions. We can disagree right. with them, but I think there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. For right. sure. Yeah, and, and each as we think of, you know, if if you're watching this and and uh perhaps, you know, you're you're a Christian and you're you're thinking of how to evangelize your friends and family, it, it's knowing your, your audience as well. Yeah. Because <clears throat> because I can tell you that the the preacher that that baptized my wife and I minced no words, but it's exactly what I needed at that point. Yeah. You know, but that same approach might run someone else off. Yeah. Yep. yeah so it's... you got to know your audience for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think the reason Jesus paid this tax was because he didn't want to... If he would have said, no, I'm not paying it, he would have driven away some of these Jews from... Mm-hmm. Listen to anything he had to say. Right. So I think that's the lesson in there. And not to mention any of the, in his uh, perfect ability to see and know what was going to happen in the future, what 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 there would have hindered the job that he had to do. Yeah, yeah. Know, ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the end of chapter 17. I believe we are at 22, 22 minutes. minutes. We should probably talk a little bit further so we can maybe get into chapter 18. Okay. And maybe we'll get through the first five verses. So here the uh, uh, Jesus talks about, uh, and this is going to spill over in the next episode, but he says, uh, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? This is a popular subject that they have. Mm-hmm. He says, then Jesus called a little child to him. And set him in the midst of them and said, Surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become a little ch- as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles, humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. So I'm going to start sucking on a pacifier. Is that okay? <laughs> right. Is that what it's talking about here? No. Yeah, it's the, the the idea that, you know, what does a child do? The child believes you. Yeah. you know, if you tell a child something, they're going to believe that until they gain the the knowledge, the age to be able to, or the reasoning ability to see that that thing is false. Um, you know, when the things that, that I've seen throughout the years and interacting with people uh, through my business previously, uh, there are people that you would come into contact with that do things that you would never think of doing. You know, the, the, the way that the lives are lived, 
um, things that are said. Well, just as, a, as another for instance, we were at a, a friend's house one time, a friend that, that Angela and I grew up with going to school with, and in her particular neighborhood, the kids in the neighborhood would just blast in the door. And be sitting there talking, and the kids from all over the neighborhood would just come blasting in the door. That's how I grew up. Run in the kitchen and get yeah. into the neighbor's refrigerator. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, like, having a seizure. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? You know, because that just didn't happen where, where I grew up. And and so there's that. that but it was, there was nothing wrong with it in their... Perhaps there's nothing wrong with that. But in, in their mind, you know, they had a completely different mindset than I did. And um, as... Children, you know, we, we have, when we're children, we're, we're malleable. Yeah. We, we're able to listen. We're able to take things at face value and not think into it. We don't have an agenda yet. We haven't been taught. Yeah. As, as, uh, I've quoted another preacher for many years and saying that you've got to have help to think that way. Yeah. And, and our children, our children, it's just that, you know, a lot of the things that they learn in our world today, they have a lot of help. I, I wrote this, and I don't know what, where I got this, what book I got this out of. It was in a Bible commentary, but when he says, he, got, he said, become as little children, and the commentator said, that means moral innocence. Mm -hmm. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's not talking about that we should go ride around in a buggy right. and start sucking on pacifiers. Right. So... That, that's kind of what, what he's talking about there. Do you think this has a dual meaning? That it also applies to how we deal with children, actual physical children? Well, help me to think like you're thinking. So, I, so <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you know, we were supposed to take care of children and be mm -hmm. kind to them. And all of those things. And I think there's there's a that in, the, even though that's not necessarily what he's getting across, but there's the overtone of that in there as well. Mm -hmm. That he says, uh, he says he, he calls a little child to him. And uh, he says, uh, he says, unless you can convert and become his little children. So, and then he talks about receiving, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I suppose you could say out of that instance there that the child, I guess, from we we can assume that the child came to him. Yeah. And 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 didn't run away, and there were many adults running away. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Um, but there could also, I suppose, you could uh, pull out of that a warning as to how you're to treat, you know, children. Yeah. And 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 uh, uh, being those that lead them in the right direction and to lead them towards Christ. Yeah. And he talks about children being humble. Mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to be, you know, and that's, I, I think as a, you know, and you know this as well as I do, is when you raise kids and when you're around, you know, you watch kids develop, especially little kids. I mean, little kids are absolutely innocent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people teach this idea of original sin. Mm -hmm. But you know, Jesus wouldn't tell us to be like little kids right. if little kids were sinners, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know why nobody ever makes that point, but right. Um, you know, we don't inherit the sins of our fathers mm -hmm. or, or our grandfathers. Yeah. Uh, 
what we're told in the scriptures, the him that knows it is sin, it is sin. Yeah. And a little child doesn't have that understanding yet. They don't have that understanding. And, you know, you think of, of Adam and Eve, there wasn't any sin until they knew. They Until they knew. They did something they knew was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Ezekiel 18.20 says that, that the, that the son shall not inherit the sins of the father. Mm-hmm. Which means that we... Now, we, we, we deal with the consequence of Adam's sin, but we right. don't inherit his sin. Right. Right. He was kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and all of his children, which we are, uh, have to deal with the fact that we don't live in God's garden anymore. Right. You know, we don't have access to the... To the I, I don't want to say... We do have access to the tree of life, because that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that physical tree of life that they had access to. Right. We don't have access to it. So, go ahead and stop there, John. All right. We'll pick up in chapter 18, verse 6 next time. All right. It's been wonderful. Yes. That's <laughs> indeed, as always. All right. <laughs> Thank you.